She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. This is going to be part two of Black History Month Broads. If you were with us last week, I was talking with Miss Chloe Skye, and we started to go through our amazing list of black women that we have covered thus far in the life of the podcast. And there were so many women on the list that we split it into two parts. So this is part two of my conversation with Chloe, and I hope you enjoy listening to the stories of these amazing black women to celebrate Black History Month. Okay, next we have Marian Anderson. That was one of my broads I brought in. I say it like they're mine, like I own them. That's not correct. <laughs> I feel ownership over no, their stories because I was the one who brought them to the pod. especially bad in this episode. Oh, God. Just cut it out. You're not even going to cut it out. I feel, see this look on your face and you're laughing. You're like not going to cut that line. It's so terrible. It's so but you know what? I will actually say, for clarification purposes, I always feel ownership over telling the woman's story right. I always like feel like it like bonds me especially to the women who for have sure. done all the research for. Yeah, I can definitely remember the episodes that I did the research for way better than the episodes that you or Sam did the research same. for. Same. Even if I remember like the highlights, it's, the it's like if I'm the one putting it together and figuring out how to explain it, it just sticks better. I don't know. Well, I think it's because when you actually do the research, like the hours of research it takes to research abroad, it just, it does, it sticks deeper than when you're just hearing and observing it. Yeah. 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 Cause then you're only hearing it once over like 30 minutes. Yeah. That is different. Anyway, Anyway, back to Marian Anderson. She was a singer, and she was also part of the civil rights movement. She broke down a bunch of segregation barriers. She was being asked to, like, sing in halls that didn't allow black people, and she was like, no. And then some halls were like, no, well, we don't want you to sing. There was all this, like, segregation Mm -hmm. trouble, right, with where she could sing. And then Eleanor Roosevelt, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt? I'm pretty sure Organized when this, like, local D.C., hall like wouldn't allow black people into the concert she was like well i'm not going to sing the concert then and she ends up singing a concert outdoors on the washington monument i think like she actually does a concert like and eleanor roosevelt helped make it happen if i remember correctly it was a cool story and there's like actual like footage of hers to sing i remember the washington monument part i definitely remember the eleanor roosevelt part i'm gonna listen to it again i guess it might have been like the steps of the lincoln memorial or something but it was like one of the great like washington dc locales Mm -hmm. (laughs) i thought it was the washington monument maybe i'm nuts you might be right. I just, you know, that was years ago. I don't know. It was years, it was years ago. It literally was. Okay, next is Chief Teresa Kachindamoto. That was Sam's episode. That was one of Sam's last episodes, actually. That was Sam's episode. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm feeling this is coming towards that transition point when she yeah, leaves. Yeah, she, she, when she had her little <sighs> baby and she left and she's being a mom and, and lots of other things, not just being a mom, but she didn't have time to podcast with right, us exactly. anymore. That's all right. But she got her hands. We miss her full. all the time. But she, Teresa Kachinamoto, is known as. Do you remember her nickname? 
Was she the marriage terminator? Yes. She's okay, the marriage terminator. She's this woman who, like, I believe, if, if I remember the story correctly, if somebody dies in a village, and she's, Yeah, like, and she, like, didn't even live there. She didn't even live there, but she was somehow, like, related to the people in charge, and she was made the chief of the village. And when she gets there, she's like, well, I'll, I'll do my duty, and I know what I'm doing. She And she wasn't, like, it was, like, a small village, but she was from the city, and she was very well educated, and then she goes back to the city, mm-hmm. and, she fi- and when she goes back to the little village, she finds that all of these older men are marrying extremely young women. Like children. Like 9, 10, 11 years old. Yeah, yeah. The number that's living in my head is six. I don't, maybe that was oh like a God, one-time I thing. I remember that young. I probably blocked it out because it's horrific It's horrifying. I just about. remember, yeah, that, that's like a horrifying thing to have associated with your name, but also it's a good thing because when you're like, no more yeah. of this and put a stop to it and now it's And she goes into, that's exactly what she that's does. A good she goes thing. in and she starts passing all these laws against child marriage and people were upset with her um oh. but she does men were super mad because they didn't get disturbingly to marry mad. children anymore. like that's gross guys it's yeah date somebody <laughs> sorry the world the world has moved on let's catch anyway up. she was inc- she's an incredible woman so next is definitely your your broad that you covered audrey lord i did do audrey lord you did I it was did a great episode oh yeah god i i love Audrey Lord, And I think in the episode I said I was going to like read a bunch more of her stuff. I haven't. I'm ashamed. There's no shame here. We're, we're, not, we're not letting shame overcome us right now. It's yeah, okay. No. Life, life, you know, life, life moves on. Things get busy. I'm going to read her stuff because everything that I have well, read Well, the description I had in my notes from her and from that episode was her descriptors. And this is like how she writes about herself. She was black, lesbian, mother, warrior, poet, advocate for intersectionality. Yeah, she's great. Great episode. Okay, next is a, a maybe a more familiar broad for some people, Coretta Scott King, Martin Luther King's wife. I brought her in, I think. Yeah, that was your episode. Yeah, and what I didn't know about Coretta Scott King, other than, you know, I knew she was Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, but what I didn't know is mm-hmm. all of the activism work she did after his death. Then, like, literally her whole life... And if you follow her kids on Twitter and Instagram, which I do, they will constantly remind us that all the time. And I love that. Is she, did, she did all this just incredible work and, and beyond the boundaries of what her husband was going for. And I also remember very specifically from this episode that she was really the reason that Martin ended up moving towards a movement of nonviolence. Because at the beginning, he was not into the nonviolence part of the activism. If I remember correctly, it was her that really kind of brought him onto that way of thinking, which ended up being this huge part of his legacy. Like, that was like... It's like the reason (laughs) white people love him so much more than Malcolm X. It is. It is the reason white people love him so much. Anyway, next on the list, Lucille Bogan. She was the woman who kind of invented dirty blues. Like dirty, like not like, ooh, semi-scandalous, but like talking about like nipples and men and women Mm. rubbing up on all that dirty smut, as my parents would say. That did Jupiter brought that, that was episode, Jupiter's right? episode, yeah. I remember it also like I didn't even know that mm-hmm. genre existed, and now I know. Next, we have Sadie Tanner Mosul Alexander. That was a broad you brought us. I remember that episode. I do too. She was the first African American woman to practice law in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good story. That is a great story, listeners. She's awesome. Next, we have Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey, who <sighs> I mean, the mother of the blues. If you don't know who Ma Rainey is. Mm-hmm. 
Right I around don't the same know if time I can. Is that Lucille Bogan? Yeah, similar. I think they were. Were they the exact same time? They were nearby each other. Yeah, I feel like the claim is that Lucille Bogan was first, and then Ma Rainey was like shortly thereafter. But Ma Rainey wasn't specifically dirty blues. She was the like the blues in general. Whereas Lucille yeah. Bogan was like really pushing the pushing the envelope <laughs> with with what yeah. she we could do. But I think Ma Rainey did both. Oh, I mean, the blues that are inherently dirty. That is like. A genre based on <laughs> sexiness and fucking That's and like of all it. of that. It's a big it's a big part That's of it. That's why I love the blues so much. Anyway. Next we have Polly Murray, the queer civil rights lawyer and priest. Mm-hmm. I forgot she was a priest and wrote the civil rights yeah. Bible. I think non binary, I think, preferred to to not for a large part Oh, you're of, right. Thank I'm you for the correction. They. I apologize. Yeah, I think I'm going to say they. I don't know if they used they, them pronouns. I think they preferred he at the time, but like late in life made like, like a switch. And we're like, I don't know, I'm kind of neither. And so non-binary people have sort of claimed See, them. I forgot that part I of don't the story. Know, I, get, I did forget that. Yeah, I don't know if I remember that part exactly correctly. I definitely um, remember the part again. of their story. They spent a fair amount of their youth arrested. I remember that. I don't remember the specifics, I guess. I'm terrible. Okay, next on our list, I guess I'm going to group them together. I feel bad doing it, but the Ranavalanas, oh, the queens yes. of Madagascar. We did actually three of them. Not in the not in the order. <laughs> this very... Because you brought us Ranavalana the Third, who was the last queen of Madagascar, and then you did the first, and then I did Queen Ranavalana the First, who was Ranavalana the Cruel, was her nickname, and she was she's she is called in some sources the bloodiest queen in human history. That's a title. Um, and then there was Ranavalana the second, who converted Madagascar to Christianity. Yeah. In 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 total, if you cover all three of them, you kind of see the full story of colonization. You really do. Like that was a really informative and interesting like piece of history to absorb and to like suddenly put all these pieces together of like how the colonizers mm-hmm. came in and how they pitted Africans against and Africans and like and then how they mm-hmm. converted people to Christianity, and then yeah, it's a whole. You bring in you bring in religion first. You convert a whole bunch of young people. You wait until they're adults, and then you make the Christians and the non-Christians fight each other. And then you come in and support the Christians, and, uh, and then there you, you go. You've overthrown an entire and then empire. You take over all the trade, and you get make all your money and all the resources. Yeah. You, you marry some of the queens, and now all of a sudden you're in charge of Madagascar. What yeah. fucking French people? Yeah, that was the French. But it's the same playbook everywhere same thing same playbook everywhere so that was the run of alanas very interesting honestly listeners if uh i recommend the run of alanas fascinating very interesting and i knew nothing about madagascar i only knew that that's where vanilla very good vanilla was yeah I think I learned that from you in that episode. Yeah. And then I guess it's also, oh, it's an animated movie. It's it's <laughs> a, a very long series of animated movies. I think there's like four or five of those or more if you count the But the actual movies. history of Madagascar is, is far more interesting than the animated, animated yes. animals. I'm, I'm very upset that my only association throughout my entire childhood with Madagascar was those animals. I know. It's a crime. Because the, the human story is... It's, 
Just go listen to just it. Go That's listen all. to it. Just okay, next we have Fama Mohammed. That was your broad you brought us. She is the teenager fighting um, female genital mutilation in the UK, I believe, if, yep. I, if I remember that. That is correct. Yes. Uh, she's a fucking teenager, just like Greta, mm-hmm. fighting for rights and fighting for protections. Man. Um, next we have the Three Queens of the Virgin Islands. And that was inspired by a trip I did down to the Virgin Islands. And I found this like statue that was like, oh, yeah. oh. and I was like, who are these three queens of the Virgin Islands? And it turned out that they had led an uprising against the Danish Empire. And they were like major insiders in that. And that history is really interesting. The history of the Caribbean islands and what went on there and how it was passed on between a bunch of different countries. And it is it is quite the story. Very, very agree. I enjoyed learning. I didn't enjoy the story because it's obviously a terrible story. Yeah, there, there was a lot of fascinating details in that episode. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Next is Sojourner Truth. I think that was Jupiter's episode, if I remember correctly. I I just remember, like, I knew her name. Like, she was a name mentioned in the history books, like, alongside, like, Harriet Tubman. But what I didn't know about her story is that she also was the first African-American woman to beat a white man in court. And I believe it was to get her kids back, right? That sounds right. Like, they should have been freed, but then, like, their, quote, owners, like, wouldn't free them. And so she, she took them to court. Really incredible story. Fascinating. We also have on the list next Anna Marie Douglas, who was Frederick Douglass, the famous Frederick Douglass's wife. And she put up with a lot of shit from him, which I didn't know. But she also is one of those women who like made her husband's life happen the way it did because she... Did she have a solo episode? She didn't. It was part of the like background broads episode I did. Okay, that's what I thought. I was, that's what I thought. But I love that episode. I always talk about that episode if I can, because I think it's fun to talk about the that women... Is a, that is a... Great still episode. Like, that is a really good yeah. episode. Yeah, you put together... I really liked how you put that one together. That one was really Thank good. Thank you. I'm just going to take the compliment. Okay, next is Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. This is one of Jupiter's last yes. episodes. Yeah. It's one of Jupiter's last episodes. Aaliyah, the pop sensation actress superstar who then tra- tragically died in that plane crash. And also who, what I didn't know at the time when we did that episode is I didn't realize she also was like one of the R. Kelly girls, right? Yep. And so that yeah. was like a big part of her story and like her kind of being kind of groomed in, in that situation. I like to use groomed correctly in sentences since it's used so incorrectly by so many people. Like, let's use it where it actually applies, folks. Next, we have, and now actually I kind of like debated with myself if I should include her as a black broad, but I do think she belongs there because she is from the African continent. Hatshepsut. She was one of three, I believe, total female pharaohs in Egypt. And that was Zach Livingston's episode. Oh, that was a great episode. That was good. Yeah, and she actually ushered in this golden age into Egypt at that time. She founded the Valley of the Kings, which is where like all the famous pharaohs got ended up getting buried. She like created it. She built it amongst many of the other most famous Egyptian art- artifacts. And then the little shit who took over after her, who was of course a guy, like mm-hmm. carved her face like out of the statues of her and shit. So for a really long time, archaeologists like didn't know who she was and thought she was like a guy or somebody else. And then it was like more recently, like in the last 50 years, they've really like figured out, oh yeah, that's Hatshepsut. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. She was like, you know what we need here? A valley of the kings. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right, we're getting closer now. Okay, next is Mary C. Cole. And that was an episode with Adrian Snow. 
she was a doctress who worked around the same time as Florence Nightingale. Did she go by doctress? Well, that that was her title because she wasn't officially, like, because she was, like, British Jamaican and women, like, really couldn't complete medical school. They, like, kind of, they called her doctress. But she was, like, a real big innovator in hospital sanitation practices. She was, like, vital. Yeah, like, even, like, even (laughs) more so than Florence. Even though, like, Florence is famous for it, it was, like, Mary actually did it. Because didn't Florence, like, study with the same people that she did before she was able to even do anything? Wasn't that... I don't think so, but like they did know each other and had correspondence. Like they were alive at the same time, but they also, I got, I I feel like I remember the vibe of that episode being like, they kind of were frenemies. I think like they maybe, they felt each other were maybe like, I don't know if it was like a competition thing or, but also Florence Nightingale was like a notorious crab. I feel like it was a, probably a racist thing. Probably. Usually is. It's usually a racist thing. Yeah. Next, we have one of my personal heroes, Bell Hooks. Mm, We just lost her last year. Last year? Two years ago now. Damn, I miss her voice. She was nobody quite like her. She is one of the other kind of like founding voices in intersectionalism. You read her stuff, you'll you're you're gonna be changed. Yeah, and not just women, like guys like she talks a lot about like love. Oh yeah, guys will get something out of it. Guys and gender non-binary folks, everybody should read Bell Hooks because she really talks so clearly about these structures that were created by the patriarchy that put down anybody who's not a white man and how those systems all kind of feed each other and she's just so interesting and such a beautiful concise writer she changed my life honestly she changed a lot of my way of thinking about a lot of things so for me she's like this foundational huge figurehead okay next we have mary beatrice davidson kenner this was another broad i brought in she holds still holds the most u.s patents of any black woman and she invented the sanitary belt which is not a term we longer use but it was kind of like the precursor to the sanitary napkin for our periods. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. invented that. Next we have Merle Evers, another civil rights giant and and also an NAACP uh, leader and um, her husband Medgar they were both leaders NAACP leaders in the south and her husband was gunned down in their driveway and murdered in their driveway in front of her and the children I do remember that but she herself she isn't the summary of her husband's story she and she continues to advocate like she's a huge part of the civil rights movement as well and a huge that episode if you did not live in that time period and do and don't know that story of medgar edvers it's it's essential listening for for white american education i'd say um next we have constance baker motley do you remember that episode did you hear that one i feel like i edited it but (laughs) i don't remember it well i didn't know who she was until i read that she was katanji jackson brown's hero and i was like oh well who's that broad i want to know who justice brown's hero is and she was Mm -hmm. a lawyer and a judge during the civil rights movement so she was like trying cases and fighting cases like the cases that helped to make civil rights happen because the movements happen, mm-hmm. but then you have to have the law. There's the law part of it. It's like yeah, there has to be like a goal. <laughs> like what? What are you? What are we specifically going to change? Oh, the, that's what the lawyers do. Now we have Josephine Baker, and she was mm. she was an American woman, but she 
ended up kind of defecting, not defecting, but she ended up going to France because she wasn't finding success. She was an entertainer, a singer and dancer, and she goes to France. She becomes a spy for the French during World War II, amongst many things. I mean, she's incredibly famous for this, the banana skirt dance is is, uh, Josephine Baker. Mm -hmm. Jazz Age Sensation is her nickname. Next, we have Wilma Rudolph, who was the survivor of childhood polio. She, like, had like one of those polio braces and hobbled around and then she like pushes through it to become the world's fastest woman and the first african-american woman to win three golds at a single olympics that's super cool amazing and then finally last but not least but a little strange is marion stokes did you recall that episode that wasn't too too long ago I know I listened to that episode. So she was an incredibly brilliant conversationalist and communist and also like an early lover lover of like Apple computers. She like collected them and had like garages oh, full of that. Yeah. Okay, yes. But she spent 35 years of her life videotaping television yes, news she's... to archive it. Like in her own house. That's so It's strange. It's so crazy. It's a strange yeah. story, but also like... This, the, the whole family had to schedule their entire lives around making sure they recorded every single bit of news on every yeah. single channel that They would have to come home. So that there like could be Like they'd run home from dinner so that they could switch out the, the videotapes. The VCRs. Yeah. The, yeah, the VHS tapes. Yeah. And not just VHS. I think there also was like some Betamax tapes and all this. Like, Yeah, I'm sure oh they eventually upgraded their tech uh, throughout the decades that she was doing that. She definitely is one of my favorite kind of stranger broads. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but then also, she it is the biggest news archive that exists because nobody, literally nobody, not even the studios, was taping their own news cycles. And the reasons mm-hmm. she started doing it is that she noticed inconsistencies. In the stories and the retellings. In the stories and, like, the way that the stories would change. And she was like, why is that happening? I think it's important to record the evolution of the news. She was right. She was right. So interesting. And that, Chloe, that's it. Oh, my gosh. That concludes my list of amazing Black Broads for Black History Month. Listeners, this is more than enough broads for you for you to dial up. But I hope you, like, heard at least one or two that piques your interest and look them up. Some of those better sounded interesting to you because those are some great stories right there. Really great. I mean, I, I we say that about our episodes all the time, I guess. <laughs> I mean, look, but it's, all, it's really almost like this time. <laughs> it's almost like you and your guests frequently choose awesome women to talk about. I think we do. I think we choose fucking awesome women that deserve so. to have their stories told, not just on Black History Month, but if you need an excuse, yeah. do it for Black History Month. Yeah, if you're look, if you're gonna take a, a road trip, just just download those episodes. It's your February road trip. Like, do it. Or like if one you're or two on a of plane, them. Yeah, one or two just of pick, them. pick the ones that sounded interesting or the ones that we forgot the most details about and, like, download them. And just listen, because the more we learn about stories of other people and other histories, the smarter and better all of us become. We understand yep. history better, um, and we celebrate beautiful black women because right. they make the world go round. Raise the social consciousness, make the world go round. Chloe, I feel like I know this is, like, maybe not appropriate to say in this episode, but I also feel like we have to talk about how Viola Davis didn't get nominated for an Oscar for Women King. I am upset. Oh I, I haven't been this upset about Oscar shit since Green Book won. 
Oh my this is god! This ridiculous. Viola it's, Davis it's did not crazy. get nominated. Uh, to be honest, the only reason I can fucking think of is that everybody's still fucking racist, and they don't want to nominate an African centric, Afrocentric story. It's like because it got stupid. Com- the whole, the movie, The Woman King, which we have sung its praises many times on this show, got complete. Didn't get nominated for a single. It got shut thing. out, and I feel like I don't know this for a fact, but this is the conspiracy I built in my mind. Is they were like, it's enough that Wakanda forever got a nomination for Angela. Fucking no. I want black women all over the Oscars, yeah. and they should be nominated and, and in everything. Especially if they gave the best performances of the year. God, and her I, performance is so good. And you know, I'm no a snob. One. I never say, yes. I never love performances that much, yeah. and she blew me away. Yeah. The, the, it is the performance that moved me just by itself the most the most like other performances moved me in context of the movie and like other things going on like helped elevate it but like viola davis just viola davis just doing viola davis was by far the best performance of the year and it's it's infuriating that she's not in there so if you would do anything else besides listen to this podcast for black history month you also should watch woman king if you have not yet watched it because it's phenomenal acting and great fucking fighting Great I'm going to watch it again now. Maybe I'll watch it now. No, it's a little late at night. Yeah, it's probably too late <laughs> right now. But I have the Blu-ray. I'm going to watch it again. Well, thank you, Chloe, for being here and talking through this amazing list of broads. If you it's had to pick list. one, did, do you have a favorite one of the list we just went through? That is a genuine... I, I thought I might at, when, at, the, at the start before we started recording and you were like, maybe at the end we'll have a favorite uh, despite not wanting I to do. pick favorites. And I was like... I think I'll I think I'll probably have one that sticks out the most and I don't. I think just in terms of the story and as a writer it's all, it's about the story and the, everything going on. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the Ranavalana trilogy. Yeah. For me. I yeah. think but I, I'm not going to say it's my favorite because it's also like a really tragic story. It's tragic. I don't even Especially know if I have a favorite. Chronologically. I, I think I can only, I could say though with much certainty that Bell Hooks changed my life. And I feel very strongly about like you know her what? in my life. So I'm probably yeah. if I had to choose like. It's Audrey Lord. Is it Audrey, it's Audrey Lord for Lord. you? It's Audrey Lord for me. Yeah, it has to be. Oh, you just said you couldn't pick and then you picked. Interesting. I, I did. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you said Bell Hooks and it just reminded me that, you know, there's, there's, of all the broads that have been covered, there's one who has personally moved me and that's Audrey Lord. so I know you know it's because we're artists I think yeah, like they just really so. spoke to us on this like next level but all of these women are so incredible look up these episodes listeners and we are gonna see you back next week probably I'm I'm gonna actually play you another one of these awesome broad episodes because I think everyone needs to kind of be forced to listen to them if you don't like dial mm-hmm. it up yourself so I'm gonna give you a little forced black history because you need it and Damn um right. And then we're going to pick up our our crazy woman conclusions up in March, and it's going to be great. So uh, thanks, listeners, for being here, and we will see you next week. All of these broads and their episodes are listed on our website at broadsyoushouldknow.com. If you go in and go over to the Broads database, you can look up their stories and listen to their episodes right there so you don't have to look around in your podcasting app. We'll see you next week for a bunch more Broads You Should Know.